Hello and welcome to the L Files recorded at Lully Tavern in Abbotsford. Firstly, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of country here, the Wurundjeri people and the Kulin Nations and recognise their continuous connection to the land, waters and culture. We pay respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Um, today we have Pete here as always. Hello. And a new addition to the party, TJ, a.k.a. Tony Trimboli. G'day. Who is maybe works at Bully Tavern in the back area. Indeed. You might find him. Yeah. The music's not quite paying the bills just yet. <laughs> not yet, but we have TJ, a.k.a. Tony Trimboli here. Why, Pete? Oh, because Mr. Trimboli has just released uh, his, uh, his first hit. Um, we've got Misery Guts streaming everywhere right now. Beautiful artwork by Jesse Smith. And uh, TJ stopped by to, you know, tell us what it's all Spruik. about. I'm spruiking it. Yeah. Yes. So very close to home, Jesse also works at the bar who's created the album artwork. Yes, she does. It's and a real podcast. down the road at Kelso's. She, yeah, I just found a piece of her art that I really liked and I, and I thought it suited the, the theme and I chose it and she was kind enough to let me use it. Should we listen to the song? Yeah, let's let's hit it. Misery Guts, Tony Trimboli. Check it out. There we have it, Misery Guts by Tony Trimboli. Very lucky to be joined by him here in the studio today. Um, Tony, aka TJ, as I know you, as we're co-workers. We are. It's, it's no secret, is it? Yeah, we have a, a beautiful uh, work relationship and a personal and friendship. Forth. Yeah, I'm very happy to be talking to you today, man. Thank you. Um, let's it. talk about Misery Guts a little bit. Um, a dark neurotic lyric. Yes. Um, concealed by a whimsical melody. 
It's a snappy little thing. Yeah, it's a it's a striking writing mechanism. Yeah, it was uh, it was deliberate. I was trying to be clever. But, um, <laughs> You're doing a good job. I, Very clever um, young man. Yeah, I don't know. I think I wrote the chorus first or something, and I thought it would be a good juxtaposition to have. Absolutely. You know? And then I did that with the artwork by Jesse as well. It's the same thing because it's like a very pretty um, kind of art piece of art, but then it's like misery yeah. art right underneath us. This cheery veneer. Indeed. With something dark lurking beneath. Yep. And it was supposed to be whimsical, but sometimes I think I got a bit carried away with the whimsy. Oh, well, you know, whimsy's a bit like that, you know. It almost yeah, sounds, like a, it sounds like a nursery rhyme to me. Well, I think that's cool, man. But um, a nursery rhyme made up of some, uh, you know, some pretty introspective shit. I think that that kind of um, gravitas is what makes your writing so special. Kind of the Larry David of Melbourne rock and roll. <laughs> ah, you barely know how to stroke my. <laughs> stroke my Thank you. Like I said, guys, a great working relationship. Yeah, yeah. There's not that much stroking going on <laughs> here at Lily Tavern. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's good. That's what I was going for. But yeah. What can I, I'm just going to ask, what, what, what does it mean? What, whose guts are they? Uh, it's, it's a self-reflective piece. Sometimes songwriting is a bit like a diary for me. Um, and it was supposed to be like, contradiction as well with the lyrics like um saying that i'm fine but obviously your guts I, I don't always feel fine you know <laughs> yeah. uh so it was very uh real life inspired things totally at one point i was living in like this room that had no windows in it and i um like a dungeon my mum was like that sounds awful and i took a photo of it um, nice and clean and and sent it to her i was like look see i'm fine you know and that's when i kind of got that idea from everyone can see that my room is clean yeah um, yeah, I've often heard that the interior of one's bedroom is a reflection of their mental state. What's yeah, your room looking like right now? Uh, it's, it's nothing short of a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> well, you seem all right to yeah. me, bud. <laughs> um, now, you've just put out this single and it's great and I hope it gets picked up on radio. It's going to be huge, you? but you hate performing live not a fan i've never met a musician who hates live performance even more than you yeah not for me is that like a natural aversion to no like i like the idea of it but uh it would just i am aware of my nerves were you traumatized at some point <laughs> yes what happened man oh uh, like no 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 actually is what, this too deep? why it got so um because i feel like it's gotten worse with age instead of better I feel like, um, I don't know, I think in high school I didn't have a problem with talking to groups of people, but now... You're quite a sociable man. Happens. You know, yeah, I in real call life. call you the, uh, the shy type. Um, I'm, from I'm a man teach. about town, but I'm a recluse at heart. Indeed, mm. indeed. Makes you more mysterious. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, that's what people want to hear, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, the live performing things, like people keep telling me I have to get over it. But uh, Easier said than done. Very much so. So where did this come from? Have you been making music in the past? Uh, yes. I used to play sort of in like a punk band when I lived in Adelaide. And um, I think it, it was like punk in inverted commas. I th you know, it was very like similarly catchy um, Beach Boys kind of stuff. Pop punk. But played really fast. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And um, I thought I'd just drop the tough veneer and just go with, go with the pop, you know? Yeah, cool. You know, pops, uh, you know, a lot of people consider it to be a bit of a dirty word, but it's a big word, you know. Like, yeah. What's um, pop music mean to you? I grew up listening to very, like, sugary 90s pop music. And, of course, all the old, like, alternative bands of the 90s and stuff like that. But I always liked, just, I like melody. I love a song that you can whistle. Yeah, straight up. You love the Beatles. Yes, I do. Particularly Paul McCartney. Yeah, they're a good little band. They've done yeah. a lot for themselves. <laughs> You'd be hard-pressed to find a more whimsical songwriter than Sir Paul. Yeah, I'm a big McCartney fan. You're kind of, I don't know. Harry uh, Nilsson. Harry Nilsson, yeah, all those kinds of artists. Uh, just great melodies and I think there's a certain 60s thing where like there's a style of melody or something that, that I'm particularly drawn to. But... um. Yeah, I think that 
I love all sorts of music, but I often try to listen to things that I think that I might be able to take from. Yeah, like inspirations. Yeah, a bit of a something that's bird. within. I'm like that's within my skill set. I could maybe do something similar to that. Yeah. You know. Will then, there be more? Is there yes. going to be an album? Yes, there's an album coming out, and it's in the same kind of vein as this. I've already written half of the next one, so this is kind of feeling a little bit old. But um, it's very in this, you know, same vein, 60s inspired, but there's some different sounds and stuff like that on there. This is definitely the, the biggest kind of most overtly, you know, yeah, it's a great bouncy single. one or something. Yeah. Also, yeah. Pete, you may already know, but I have no idea. Who's making all of the sounds? <laughs> ah, well, I'm working with Josh Barber, who is um, a very talented young man. Um, and he is like producing everything. He played the drums and percussion for me. And then I played, you know, guitars and bass and keys and that kind of thing. And the singing is my least favorite part. but Sounds but, good. Yeah, such a beautiful voice. It's a lot of... Um, that's why it's taken so long for it to come out because yeah. the music didn't take that long at all, but the, I'm very precious about the vocals. I record them at home and no one can be at home when you do it. <laughs> you got your process, you know, yeah. it's important to it's respect not a, that. It's not a very time-effective process. but And actually I'm thinking sometimes when I just record at home into my phone, I prefer that. So I'm thinking about maybe doing live vocals the next time, which would be the complete opposite of what I've done. Well, it's cool. 2020, man. You know, experiment with new forms. Why not? That's right. I'm excited to hear what's coming next. Yeah, yeah. It's some, the next one shouldn't be too far off, I don't think. Yeah, so it's going to be man. called Laying in Bed. So there's a theme. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Quite fond of that myself. <laughs> yeah. I can relate to the theme. <laughs> Amazing. Um, just let's talk a little bit more about the things that inspire you, Tage. Just from talking to you casually, mm -hmm. you're obsessed with new jersey <laughs> not the actual new jersey either the picture but a, a kind mind. of new jersey of the mind yeah yeah that's true what tell me a little bit about your new jersey man and, and what it means to you um i mean i just i don't know if i'm obsessed per se with with new jersey well, you watch I love a lot the of sopranos, sopranos so, yeah <laughs> and um yeah whenever i meet someone from new jersey i punish them about things but it turns <laughs> out that it's not quite like that in real life but yeah. um, I to suppose... the people listening, if you are from New Jersey and you do come into Luli Tavern, don't tell TJ. Because, come see me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's living the burger You'll patty. Never hear the end of it. Yeah, I think it's an idealistic. It's a similar thing with New York, where you think it's it's probably not like that anymore. But in New York in the '80s or something, you think of it it's in a certain way. And um, I've actually never been overseas. Really? No. Do you have a passport? Nope. Wow, you should get on that. I should get one. I could get an Italian one, like. I could get a Italian citizenship, I think. Trimboli, good Italian name. Yes, no hiding it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I would like, to, I, I don't know, there's something romantic about New York, but then New Jersey for me is like real people, you know? Yeah, sure. Like when I said to my ex-girlfriend at the time, sorry, girlfriend at the time, she was like, why would you want to go to New Jersey? But I thought that um, just going to a sandwich shop and hearing someone say something, that would be like exciting to me. Yeah, I don't have to see any big like sites or anything, but just, just those the little, little things, the cliches everyday. and stuff. Yeah, the mundane, the minutia. Minutia is that that weird cured meat that you? Always no, no, want? that's a word that means like everyday small details. You know? Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. You're thinking of gabagol, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, gabud, gabagol, gabagol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is great stuff, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> What? Uh, it's like prosciutto, but like prosciutto got way popular and gabagool just never quite made it overseas <laughs> in the international market. Wow. But you go to Jersey, you ask for a gabagool sandwich, they got you. They've I'm got glad you. that we're talking about gabagool in my first, um, my first interview. It's very um, fitting. <laughs> <laughs> that is the minutia. Yeah, it is. Shall we listen to another song? Not of yours, because we don't have the privilege of having them yet. No, that's right. But should we listen to another song maybe we talked about in the last episode that I'm really excited about listening to? Yeah, Go what on. do you got, man? Well, we have got, aka, I need to stop saying aka now, this is the theme of this episode. We have Ambrose from the Murlocs and King Giz, his dad, who I brought up last episode, playing in Carson 
live in 1973 at Sunbury Festival. Oh, this epic, it's endless epic. boogie. It's a boogie. Let's listen to Carson.
got some mileage out of that, didn't they? Hell yeah, man. You got to milk it, baby. That's what the people want. How good was that? Yeah, red hot. I don't awesome. know about you guys, but I really want to bring back Sunbury. The legendary Sunbury Festival. I'm oh. going to bring it back. Yeah. I don't know who we're getting to play it, but supposedly lead guitarist's name is Greg Sleepy Lawn. Doesn't sound too sleepy to me. Sounds no. right on top of that groove, man. <laughs> <laughs> quite hypnotizing rhythm happening there yeah very cool love that harmonica so not long after they played Sunbury um lead singer Brod Smith Brodrick uh Ambrose's dad of course (laughs) he formed the Dingoes anyone familiar with the Dingoes I think I know the name but I don't know the music quite a big like mid-70s Australian rock band like pub rock scene very it. cool. Great yeah. name for a pub rock band. Very, yeah. Very the good. The Dingoes. The Dingoes. The Dingers. Yeah. I reckon if this pub existed in the 70s, they would have played here played probably. Dude. Um, yeah. Also, I was reading some of the YouTube comments on that earlier. Oh, here we go. <laughs> and I can't help myself from doing oh, that. It's just gold. One guy said to about that performance at Sunbury, Oh, wow, I was there and Brod chucked weed and papers into the crowd asking people in the front row if they could roll him a fatty. (laughs) (laughs) If you're going to front the dingoes, learn how to roll a joint, man. He's too busy rocking out though, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they call it rock and roll though, right? Oh, (laughs) very nice. He'll rock, you roll. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. The division of (laughs) labour. Oh, gosh. Um, But... Pete, who have you got yeah. for us today? On that note, on that beautifully dirty boogie-woogie note, um, I brought in a track by Lucinda Williams from um, her World Without Tears album in 2003. It's this really great record full of, like, great lyrics and great singing. and I mean, it's all good, man. Um, but this track in particular, it's this kind of... Um, rebuttal to religious fundamentalism she encountered while living in Nashville, Tennessee and recording this album. And it's full of this kind of, uh, kind of Old Testament kind of lyricism behind this kind of Howl and Wolf beat. And it's, it's a vibe. It's a mood. A bit political. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say overtly so. Just like. But it's loaded, man. Loaded you know, against the grain. Yeah. And I her learned voice. that her, her um, dad was a poet and her mum a pianist. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Supposedly he read at Bill Clinton's inauguration in 97. Oh, far Destined out. for great things. Yeah. That's yeah. what I thought. She seemed to kind of be surrounded by badasses, if I may say so myself. Yeah, it's in her blood. It's in her blood to be surrounded. Um, I sorry, you. This is Pete's. This is Pete's chick, Lucinda. But I did my research because I was like, "Wow, she's cool." Oh, that's my chick. Sorry, <laughs> but yeah, she very, supposedly very cool. started writing when she was like six years old. Wow, mental. Yeah. Dude, it's such a good record. World without tears. Give it a go. Let's let's listen to it. I reckon. Um, Lucinda Williams. Atonement is the song? Atonement.
TJ like that one. Yeah. yeah. How cool is she? Um, so Tom Petty's covered a song of hers. Oh, yeah. Yep. Tom Petty, the favourite person of this I was going to say, pub. he's sort of patron saint. Kind of this, this bar, There's it? a shrine to him here. There's a Tom less. Petty shrine. If you haven't seen it, come on down to Johnson Street. <laughs> <laughs> you can meet Pete and TJ. Yeah. I'll probably be here at the bar as well. <laughs> um, also, though, leading into our next amazing song that Pete has discovered... Um, she featured on Elvis Costello's Delivery Man song. Oh, sure. Yeah. Do you know it? No, I don't. There you go. Elvis, very uh, prolific. The other Elvis. The other Elvis. The other. Declan McManus. Um, His new record's great. Hey, Clockface. Hey, Clockface. And we've got a, a cover of one of the songs on that record by Iggy Pop, who has for some reason, decided to sing it in French. The original not in French, this one is. 
and it's great. It it is good. It's, it's really good. I have no idea what he's saying or what it's about, but something about Iggy Pop singing in French just I wonder really if he works. French beforehand. He did. Or if he just learned right. Okay. He's released an album of. Um, Spoken language poetry oh, in French. Iggy. Yeah. Yeah. It's come a long way from the trailer park. A, a multilingual, a very intelligent, well-spoken man. Yeah. Uh, who I always love. Um, Elvis Costello has said that the song we're about to play, No Flag, was partially inspired by Iggy's song in the Stooges, No Fun. Um and that nobody would ever know because no one would ever expect Elvis Costello to be influenced by Iggy Pop. But here we are, 2020. Why the hell not? Bring it on, man. Bring it on. You know what I actually learned today is that um, <laughs> today I learned a lot of things. But one thing I learned was that Elvis Costello and Iggy met when Elvis was in he, – he went to do his first American tour it was 77 and he met Iggy within his first 24 hours of being in the US. Wow. In San Fran. And Iggy was a really nice guy and they became good mates. Seems like a really sweet dude, man. Yeah. Know? Just to quickly go back to Iggy, have you seen his new, he's in the new Gucci ad? Oh, he looks so good. You've seen it. Yeah. Is he serious? Yeah, Gucci yeah, did with the whole campaign. Tyler the Creator and ASAP Rocky. Yeah, he if looks so good. If you haven't so seen good. it. And if you like birds, there's lots of birds. He has a bird. He's Does a he bird. like literal birds? Yeah, he's got a, a bit of both, I think, <laughs> okay. TJ. Really no, there is um, actually only flying birds. There's yeah. no women in that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, synony- you know, Iggy Pop's synonymous with um, women. Iggy Pop's bird, his pet cockatoo, has an Instagram account. It's called Biggie Pop, and that's the bird in the campaign. <laughs> Uh, Biggie Pop probably has a bigger Instagram presence than Iggy Pop. Wow. Um, it's a, a, a beautiful bird. Wow. You know. That's amazing. Check it out. We should probably listen to this new amazing song by Elvis Costello and Iggy Pop. Yeah, No Flag, Iggy Pop and Elvis Costello.
How was that, everyone? Great. Uh, red hot. Really cool. Pretty weird. Weird, nasty, just the way we like it here on the L Files, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just like, what is going on? These old men are just getting on the, back on the horse. Yeah. They still got it, man. They still got it. Vital as ever. My dad was telling me that Elvis Costello has never had a number one hit album or single. Huh. Strange. Ever. Not even like pump it up. None. Got a nice cameo in Austin Powers too, though. Oh, there you go. Isn't that Burke Baccarat? And Elvis Costello. Oh. I love Burke Baccarat. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. That doesn't surprise me at all. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Um, did anyone else think it sounds a little bit Tom Waitsy? Yeah, yeah, that production, the, kind of the heavy percussion. Stone Age as well. Ah. Yeah, yeah, George Honey guitar, kind of Yeah. Um, Iggy made that great album with Josh Homme. Um, oh, yeah. Post-Pop Depression. Yes, yes. Wouldn't surprise me if he was um, on the console or something, involved in some way. There you go. Because there is like a lot of sonic yep. kind of commonalities there. Yeah. Oh, that was pretty cool. Um, I want to change the mood completely. Right. What you got for us? Well, I was reminded the other day of one of my favourite Melbourne punk gal bands shrimp witch shrimp witch i saw this and i was like that's a great name it's a great name they're always dressed like beautifully immaculately glittery matching outfits different every time lots of yelling um lots of it's just lots of really? fun really it's a fun time matching outfits a lot of matching outfits. Um, I think the first time I saw them, they were both wearing like these cool, like stripy, um, like suits, and both really intense eye makeup. Really, rem- they the they remind me of the B fifty twos a little bit. Like oh, not this. Oh yeah, I well, kind of got that from this song actually. You got it, yeah. yeah. And like the shrimp and witch, the cramps too. The cramps, like maybe even like rock lobster in the in shrimp witch. Kind of like I get yeah, that oceany that. punk vibe Sh- from ocean punk. <laughs> I love that. I love the name Shroom Witch so much. I started to come up with a few like occult slash nautical band names. Oh, you made them up? Yeah, yeah. So here's. Let me know what you think. Go on. Uh, what about Squid Seance? Oh, <laughs> sounds stinky. Uh, all right. What about uh, Neo Pagan Nemo? <laughs> Uh, esoteric anemone. <laughs> this is where we input the boom, boom. Yeah, I'm going to need a laugh track here. It's a tough crowd. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving, moving along. Shrimp witch. Let's listen. Lust for a kiss. Lust for a kick. Kick. Oh, no. <laughs> Could have edited that, Doss. No, it's good. We got lust for a kick. No. Cut! 
favourite Melbourne girl bands. Just general bands, sorry. Shrimp Witch. Um, Lost for a kick. Lost for a kick. Lost for a kick. (laughs) Pete got that wrong, but he he feels bad about it. So sorry, Shrimp Witch. I'm sure that you will... um, You'll, you'll forgive Pete eventually. Love you, Shrimp Witch. They actually have a really, really good song that you should all listen to um, called Minimum Chips. And Great. it's them mainly singing about how being in a band, you make minimum chips. And then there's this cool bit where they sing over and over again musicians eat chips at least four times a week. <laughs> it's really great. <laughs> Placeholder for cash? Yeah, do you think that? Yeah, I think so. Do you, like, TJ? You eating chips four times a week? I mean, it's kind of my job. <laughs> I make a lot chips. of chips. I'm around a lot of chips a lot. You know? So it's true. It's so they're human. singing factual information, which is awesome. Um, another amazing artist who Pete and I were fortunate enough to see just before lockdown. Great show. Great show. With the A La La's, we saw Grace Cummings, um, pretty new artist, I think that she's um, done a lot of, like, theatre stuff. Really? Which is random. I couldn't find much about her other than that she did this cool, like, um, punk theatre show. Um, and now she's signed with Flightless, so she'll hopefully blow up soon because she has one of the most incredible voices I've ever heard, I think. Yeah, she was unbelievable. And her band were just red hot. It was they were like red the hot. Almond Brothers or something. Wow. It was really amazing. And yeah. a heap of our mates were there only for the a la la's, so they'd gone out and had too many ciggies and completely missed Grace. And I was really angry. Dude, <laughs> if I was in the a la la's, I would have hated to have had to follow her show. It was just so, like... Most most of us left there saying that she was the highlight. I think yeah. because, like, of well, firstly, incredible, amazing. Yeah, just she, the emotional outpouring on stage. She has, like, this voice like no other. It's full <laughs> on. Yeah, very unique. Very unique. And then, uh, yeah, it was unexpected, I guess. But let's listen to her um, newest single that she released mid-lockdown, I think about July, called Sweet Matilda.
Cummings. Very talented Grace Cummings with Sweet Matilda. I saw on her Instagram one of the only things she's uploaded since releasing that was um, that she was letting these birds free in Gippsland somewhere and one was called Matilda. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, a bit of a bird theme. theme, to theme. Our, oh, there is a bird theme. Yeah. Episode two, bird themed. Love that. Man. I like it. Um, yeah, amazing amazing lyrical genius really yeah it's poetry with a piano absolutely yeah Yeah. she's such a great writer yeah amazing references to banjo patterson or manner of australiana like she's just taken it all and created something completely modern and yet somehow timeless it's very timeless um maybe another timeless artist (laughs) that you've brought along with you pete um the great harry dean stanton as a uh Cover of I'll Be Your Baby Tonight, released posthumously. Um, he passed away in 2017. Always been a huge fan. Loved him in Twin Peaks, the David Lynch movies. His weary charisma endures with this cover of Dylan's I'll Be Your Baby Tonight. That was just a quick one. Quick little. <laughs> <laughs> Close your eyes, close the door You don't have to worry anymore I'm your baby tonight Shut the light, shut the shade Bottle 
that, Pete? Harry Dean, you old dog. You still got it, baby. Harry Dean Stanton. What a guy. Tell us about him, Pete. Well, you know, he's a, an actor of some repute. You know, I don't think I really need to speak to his credentials there. But he does have, like, an interesting sideline in country music. Um, he's... Uh, there's one album of his, I don't remember the name of it, but it's just this kind of ramshackle old album of covers. It's just him pretty much sitting on his back porch and it's great. Well, it's that real, cover man. of I'll Be Your Baby was released originally the month I was born. Really? Yeah, so 93, October 93. I didn't realise it was a re-release. I thought it might just be from the vaults or something. Well, I don't know if it's been properly recorded before. I mean, it must have been. 93 wasn't that long ago. No. <laughs> it's a re-release. <laughs> I noticed the YouTube link only had 11 views, so I thought it was new as well. Oh, but he deserves more views than he that. He does. Rest in peace, Harry Dean. It's embarrassing oh, okay. to have the views displayed like that. Yeah. yeah no. I hope no Harry? one can see our views for this podcast. <laughs> podcast sorry. Um all right, well, let's finish off with a beautiful acoustic version of the song that you heard earlier by the very local very TJ, local. a.k.a. Tony Trimboli. <laughs> local as they get. Misery Guts. Here we go. Very last time I'm old 